Alright guys, welcome to Tuesday's episode. You having a good time? That was the official. I thought I was doing it. Are you doing it? That was the official open. Here comes the no, official you open. Ahead. You do it. Jesse, you take it ahead. away. We're excited. Nope. Go. All right, sports everybody. Cards. Sports cards. <laughs> Forty-five minute sports card show about us babbling. That's it. You're not gonna be able to hear anything. So that was your whole intro right there. Thank Tuesday's you. Tuesday's episode. I got the day of the week right this time. I'm out of breath. I literally had to run downstairs to get my monster because I refuse to do this show without it. How many stairs are in your house? Three, four stairs. There's eleven <laughs> landing. Three oh landing, three. 17 How many times total. have you fallen down those stairs? Dude, when we first got those things, because when they first built the house, they had a high <laughs> gloss finish on those. We had, to have the, we had to have the painters come back and sand them down. Little That's, feet slip easily. That's a show, folks. Feet. Appreciate it. All we right. babbled. We talked about my steps. We'll t- talk to everybody Friday. It's been a good All day. Right. Good day. Anything new with you? We're doing banter at the beginning. I know people um, hate it, but I like it. Anything to share? I haven't spoken to you banter. all weekend, so. I know. Sam, uh, my wife, Samantha, was sick. Uh, she got that second COVID shot. The COVID. And boy, howdy. 103 fever. We spent uh, all day Saturday just chilling. And then, you sound like uh, you're chilling right now. You need a monster. That's your problem. You know what? I'll tell you what the problem is. Here we your go. attitude, number one. Fight and back. number two, the stock market is a joke and I hate it. That being said, we've got a lot of fun stuff to talk about with it later on. Quick stock market tip. I almost... oh. We are going to say this up front, too. You are not allowed to say essentially, and I am not allowed to say. So, again, I say again about 85,000 times, and then I'll say this. I'll say this. I thought that's your I'll main say one. this is bad. Can I, go, I say I listen, I'll say this and you and say, I'll say essentially? essentially? I listened yep. back the other day. I was like, that's literally just a show about nothing. This is like Wait, Seinfeld. We just say the same three things. That's the definition <laughs> but, but of Seinfeld. Not, but we're not popular and rich. <laughs> well, I don't Yet. know about that. Okay. Speak for yourself. God, Let's get into it. When you Way too that. much banter. We have to go Big right now. Picture. This episode is brought to you by Lucasfilm and Disney Plus, presenting an all-new Star Wars series, The Acolyte. Stream the two-episode premiere June 4th and witness an investigation into a shocking crime spree where secrets will emerge and no one is safe from the truth. The Acolyte, two-episode premiere, streaming June 4th only on Disney Plus. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com. A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. We got so much sports news. It's just a bunch of mess. Just so much. Tatis. But good news on Tatis. I was actually just news. I was actually just, yeah, as of like an hour ago. Again, we're recording this uh, Monday afternoon. Uh, looks like he's going to be back. He's going to avoid heading to the DL. Looks like it's going to be the 10-day DL as opposed to last. I mean, over the weekend, people were saying this is it. Season-ending surgery. He's done. The, mm. the injury itself looked gross, so I kind of thought that was going to be the case. Ooh. Now they're saying he could return from the 10-day uh, I I call it the DL the um, which is not appropriate is it, anymore. It's the IL what, dis- disabled why is that not list. Appropriate? Well, we not? it's now it's the injured list. It's the injured IL. List. Somebody did email the show and tell me that I'm not trying really? to be insensitive to anybody. I didn't know it was changed from the DL to the IL. So it is now I the didn't. injured list. I I never thank knew you, that. Mike. Thank you. Yeah, thanks That's for all we that. Ask. Here's what's crazy to me about that. So Jesse's got some numbers. He's going to go over in a minute. Here is the one thing. 
and I feel like this is the same in the stock market as it is with cards. When people overreact, they get hurt and they lose money. So mm. people started overreacting with Tatis based on pure speculation that this dude's going to be out for the year. A- again, the injury. There's one. Keep track. Again, <laughs> the injury was gross. However, there was nothing real official from team doctors. Nothing came out in, in the absolute about it. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, now we come to find out on Monday, dude could be back in a week or two. How often do you think these things are overblown? I feel like I keep hearing Nowadays, about like, everything is overblown. Everything Always. seems overblown. Every time someone's injured, they're out for the season. Yeah. And then they're out like they're back three games later. And that's what's tough. Like a guy like Tatis, if you heard the news and just started selling off. Now, here is one thing I did want to talk about because people started asking about because Wiseman's another guy we'll talk about. James Wiseman, the rookie for um, Golden State injured. Looks like he might actually be done for the year. I think it's a meniscus. So people had mm. commented and asked in the mailbag segment, which if I'm stealing some of your thunder here, we'll talk about opening. You know, what do you do with injury news? How do you buy, sell? What do you do with, with your cards? Be patient, first of all. Find out exactly what's going on. Now with Wiseman, the minute I hear that Wiseman might be done for the year, I'm out. Basketball's fairly hot right now, especially the rookie class. Even if he comes back? Even if Even Wiseman if comes through? Yep. See, so Wiseman is a totally different level. That's why I have to go case by case. I'm out on James Wiseman. I don't think he's going to be a star player. You know, maybe a year or two from now he might be. But if you hear he's injured, I would have moved his stuff immediately. So as of yesterday and today. Tatis huh. is different, though. With a guy like Tatis, first of all, I want to know the extent of the injury. Because if he's coming back, which it looks like he is, there's some dudes, especially when you go through the numbers that Indy sent you, that sold super cheap compared to his pricing a week ago. Why? Because you mm-hmm. want to over... Now, like I said at the beginning, though, if you hear of an injury and you sell off immediately and you got 90% of his pre-injury price, if you have a way to move cards that quick, I don't have any issue with that because they're going to come down. You can buy back in. But if you've waited like a couple days, three, four, five days like this, and then all of a sudden there's a story, maybe he's done for the year, and you sell it like the absolute floor on a guy like Tatis, I just think it's foolish. Patience. You have to figure out what exactly is happening with some of these dudes. Um, I want to talk about two. I think Andy sent over a, b- a bunch of different stats. Yeah. I yeah, do want to talk about. So give me like his 2019. We had talked about this last week. So his 2019 Series 2 paper PSA 10. Those were doing like 300 bucks before the injury. They dropped to 240 to 250 as of our show on Friday. What What are those doing right now? Have they still dropped or no? So right now um, they are about they've actually they're still down. Um, 200, 222, 230. This was as of a couple hours ago. Though. Okay. So, so say an average of 220. Yeah. So that's an, ex- I mean, that's what, 25% from the peak of 300. That's down an yeah. extra 10% from Friday. Yeah. Yep. The guys who are selling that at 200, I would be pretty irritated if I sold that card at 200 bucks, because if he's going to be back in two weeks, that card is $300 a week from now or two weeks from now, as soon as he steps back on the diamond. So that's what I mean with Man. guys like that who are established stars. Not that his legacy is cemented by any means. He's not. If he ended up getting a, a career-ending injury this year, next year, he's a nothing in the in the grand scheme of things, right? Wow. But that dude is the face of the M- MLB as much as anybody now. And you sold out quick for what reason? Because there was some fake panic about maybe being done for the year. Should I go right now and Should buy you be some buying Tatis? Tatis? I'll be honest with you. If you can find... Straight cash home. We're doing it right now, actually. If you can no, find that PS, we're doing. It. If we can find that PSA ten 2019 card, it's the horizontal card where he's throwing it. If you can find that mm-hmm. card for two hundred bucks, two ten, I would buy that in a heartbeat. Absolutely. 
What's the Topps Chrome doing? Because those are the ones that had got up to 475. They had come way down last week to like 335. Th- that uh, was the, maybe the biggest hit. What, what are those doing now? So it looks like they are about the same. They're about 380, um, 360, 380. Oh, so, so those actually rebounded some. Well, they were at, yeah, so they had gone down as low as about 330 um, up to okay. like 390. But but yeah, so roughly about the same from last week. Not a huge hit. So there's actually more room percentage-wise in the 2019 Paper Tops card. Yeah. That's, that's not a bad buy. If you can find the thing for 200 to 220 even, I would honestly, buy that because it was just trading at $300. And, and as high as 310 for a bit. Can you just keep talking? Card. I'm going to be going on eBay. Yeah, Jesse's just clicking Tatis away, cards. market manipulating. Here, let me let me ask a question before we go on. Please. To, for, is there ever any concern that someone gets injured, or not concern, maybe a hope, that someone gets injured and they pull a rookie of the year style move where they come out of the cast and suddenly they can throw the baseball like 100 miles an hour? Henry Weisengarten. Like, what was the dude's name? <laughs> How do you? I don't. It was as a Henry. fact that you know any of that is amazing. Could that happen? Is that a real thing, Mike? I've Can heard the tendons say, get so tight. The tendons I've, tighten up. I've now heard fast. them say Tatis is playing basketball like LeBron because of the injury. He just came back rookie of the year. Um, it's a good question. Okay, it's very reasonable too. Okay, um, all right. Well, thank you. We'll work on that. So okay. we've ba- we've babbled over each other. We talked about my steps. Yep. Rookie of the year. <laughs> Do you want to go right straight cash on me? 12 minute episode that I'm good. I'm good to wrap this up. Uh, put the whole stupid thing on YouTube. No, there's too, too much just top to- news I have to give later. Okay. Yeah, you're getting a yes, tops. By the way, we don't do a show preview because I kind of hate those. Uh, specifically, yep. though, I'll be told one of these days we have to start, and I will. But for now, I don't <laughs> like it. Jesse is going to talk Undertaker NFT and tops NFT pack release thing. All right, let me. There's a bunch of things on the opening thing. Let me run through them. Lamelo Ball first Prism PSA 10 base card sold. I knew it would be high because the population is stupid low. Because people are not. A lot of people are just not spending 300. It popped off last night at 1850 on eBay. <laughs> Insane. To put in perspective, Zion is doing under seven right now. Luca is doing 12. Now a lot of that is because there's none of these on the market. I still think that is crazy. If you have LaMelo stuff right now, I would. that's exactly what I would do. That If you think it can gem, I would send it as fast as possible, pay the upcharge, get it back, and sell it off. For Prism, I would do that immediately. That is wow. nuts. Uh, the other sale that I thought was awesome. So we're going to have somebody on from Collectible, either Dan or Ezra. We've talked to them in the past when we were doing our own thing for the podcast. They're a fractional site. The one thing I actually like about Collectible is their um, pricing to market is reasonable. And you can mm-hmm. tell that because every time they get offers all the time to be bought out to buy the actual item for way yep. more than they sell it for. Uh, I like that model. They keep it reasonable. Actually, Joey Tribbiani, I believe, is in the group. The, the guy from Friends. Wait, Joey Tri- I think that's happened? his name. He's a guy on Facebook. This was his card that sold on Collectible. So oh, really? he's he's the one who sold. It's a bird magic. It's 2004, 2005. I think it's exquisite collection. Uh, pro uniform, though, before exquisite lost or for upper deck lost licensing. It's a dual autograph, dual logo man, one of one. So they went to market, uh, the fractional market, whatever, at a valuation of 500,000. It sold out super fast. That is a savage card. I don't really care for the whole fractional thing a ton. That's a card I kind of wish I had bought into. I think that's an awesome piece. Really, Bird Magic. You know, everybody tells you how they kind of saved the NBA back in the day, brought all the popularity back. 
Uh, but we are going to have one of those guys on. I actually am kind of interested in some of that stuff. And that's a crazy nice card. So again, yeah. for people saying like everything is down, well, no, people, I think we're starting to see people just get more selective during this valley in the market. But like a card like that going for a half a million is just awesome. Um, thoughts on Bird Magic from you, please, essentially. I, 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 I question every time you talk about Bird, because I know how much how of strong a the fanboy you are. Yeah. Ridiculous. Essentially, I I question your take, but I don't. I, I'm not going to say you're wrong. I just know you love them. I'll say this: <laughs> Bur- people uh, are so drunk right now. Yeah, Bird is still top five all time. I don't care what anybody says. Magic is one spot behind him. Nothing wrong with that. Magic and Bird are great. I, 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 you can't. That's why all the stuff. The ball behind me is signed by both. The picture. I've got a bunch of the dual autos from Immaculate. I just think it's awesome. That whole time period. Those two together. I like magic. I mean, you can't not like magic. So, okay. Uh, speaking of the Lakers, actually, some good news, which is probably going to mean that you have a short window to kind of start buying if you're going to. AD's coming back. They said 10 to 14 days is what the team released today. And then they said LeBron is not far behind. So, in the next three, three and a half weeks, you're going to have both those guys back. If you're going to get in on AD stuff, like we talked about that, uh, the NTRPA last week. Um, for 16 grand. Again, if he comes back, we're going to see, there's another again, we're going to see a bunch of his stuff really take off. LeBron numbers are still low. LeBron's kind of hovering right with the Kobe, um, Jordan, Bird, Magic, Rookie. All that stuff is kind of down right now, the Duncans. I actually just bought a LeBron. Actually, I have it here. I just bought this LeBron the other day. I haven't bought a lot lately. Plastic crinkling. Good for the show. Sounds good. One of the sweetest looking cards. 2003 Topps Pristine. It's an awesome looking card. Topps Pristine only did basketball one or two years, I think. This might actually be the only. It wasn't a lot. Maybe three years. Um, guys ask me this too. When you're going for like a vault type card, because to me, that's for me, that's going to be a short term, a short term vault card. If this stuff mm-hmm. goes crazy championship, I'll dump it. Here's the reason I like it. It's numbered on the back. Serial numbered rookies of, of guys I like. I know what the population is. Even less, so it's numbered to nineteen hundred ninety nine. Even less of those are gem. I got that for fifty six hundred bucks, and then one popped off on auction like two days later at seventy three. And this is again in that valley. Another again, mark it down. <laughs> who's mark? Who's keeping track of this? By the way, Corey. Corey's on you, bud. Corey's keeping track of it. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Producer and statistician. <laughs> yep, that's not how you say that word. That's okay. It. He's on it. Corey's Corey. on the, Corey's the, on the podcast. Jesse, say you it. heard him. Corey, leave that in. So to say, so he doesn't edit his voice out. Maybe next time you give me a heads up so I don't look like an idiot. It's not easy doing two people's jobs. So (laughs) I'll say that. Um, I'll say that. There it is again. Corey, mark it down. We're good. So wrap it up. Point being with LeBron stuff, I think what we're starting, we're not, I think, we're definitely starting to see in the market people going toward numbered rookies, harder to find, like SP rookies. His top stuff is down. Kobe's top stuff is down. But there's still a ton of money being spent in high-end basketball. So a, not a bubble bursting by any means. We've talked about this in the past. More just a market correction in certain areas. But the fact that AD and LeBron are both going to be back in time for the playoffs, it sounds like, with enough time to really work, you know, get the, the on-court chemistry back before the playoffs start. If you're getting on Lakers stuff, now is probably one of the last chances because I, I think we'll see a big spike. So Lakers just... Uh, I've heard they they recently beat the Nets. Is that mm-hmm. uh, is that correct? What Saturday? They haven't done terribly without no. them. They're Does still that hanging on to hurt fourth, fifth, LeBron or AD's value? No, I mean because everybody they can realizes win without them. 
they could win some regular season games. That team without those two is getting eliminated from anybody out West first round of the playoffs. Okay. So it's, yeah, you can find some cute wins during the regular season, but that's not a team that's competing for anything without them. Okay. But with those two, I still think they're the top of the West. So um, speaking of teams, back to my bias Celtics take. Here we go. Uh, which I'll be honest with you, I'm I'm super uh, super homer for Bird. The modern day Celtics, I'm not all that in love with. I like Jalen Brown. I can't stand Kemba Walker. Uh, Tatum, I like, but man, he gets frustrating when it counts. He's gone nuts lately. He put up like 50 the other day, or 53 even. I don't know oh, if wow. you saw this. And then they beat the Nuggets last night. They've played really well. He in particular is finally starting to find his groove. It's weird too. Even like two weeks ago, I haven't heard him say anything since, but he was saying like COVID was still kind of affecting him from months before when the season started. Yeah, he was just saying like he didn't have that same energy and drive, his workout. So, I mean, maybe he's getting healthy now, fully healthy. If that's the case, Boston is not catching the big three in the East. There's not enough games left. So you've got Philly, Brooklyn, um, Milwaukee, those three are going to be one, two, three. You know, after that, the Hawks, Knicks, you got a bunch of other teams in the mix. Charlotte, I think the Celtics are clearly better than those two. I think they're closer to the top three. I bring this up, though, to say Tatum numbers are down. You look at his prism, his select, even like mm-hmm. his hoops and Don Russ rookies, way down from where they were, especially during the playoff run last year. Tatum's another guy. I kind of put Tatum, AD, LeBron almost in that same uh, that same kind of range, like, hey, these are guys we know can play. If they find their groove and then head into the playoffs, their value from now to then is going to go way up. It's going to be much larger value-wise. Mm. Um, and just the fact that basketball in general with new stuff is kind of down. I think Tatum's kind of a good buy right now. I don't love Jalen Brown as a buy. His numbers are still kind of high from the super hot start he had. But I do think Tatum values are, are fairly low for what he's capable of and what we've seen him do. Okay. Um, did the 53 points, did that do much to his value? Did you happen to see? Nothing huge. I didn't see it. So a couple cards sold that night, like some buy it nows. Yeah. But I, I think now, too, most people are like, hey, we need to see it for a week. Usually yeah. you've got to see somebody do something. for One game is not really enough to real unless it's a big moment in the playoffs. Okay. He hits a step back, you know, game-winning three against the Nets in the playoffs. That's different. But regular season, I, I'm not sure one game does a whole lot. The only exception to that would be if it's a guy, uh, uh, an unheard of rookie, comes off the bench and puts up 30 points. Someone does that, sure. But Tatum already has you know good value. He's already solid in the hobby. Okay. Um, got a lot of questions this week, too, about the next two guys. Why are John Morant and R.J. Barrett values down so much? They're both playing well. Their teams are winning. I'll just tell you this right now. I don't know. The Morant pricing right now. Makes zero sense to me. I have no clue why he is as cheap as he is. Uh, I know he missed time early, but he's been back. The team's been winning. I like Morant, too. He's a super competitor. Uh, they're kind of hovering that 7, 8, 9, 10 range. So, I mean, it looks like they're, unless something weird happens and JJ Triple J is coming back, I think they're making the playoffs, at least a play-in round. And mm. RJ's been good all year. I don't... Is there ever two- a dip, like, before the play, like, w- right before playoffs or something? Like, when the season's been going for a little bit? Do you yeah. Know- is that a thing? Like we've seen, honestly, playoffs? we've seen that the past month with basketball in, in general. You kind of yeah. get into the stretch of the season is eighty two or this year seventy games. Guys just start to lose interest. It's like, yeah, we we know at the beginning there's a ton of hype, and at the end there's a ton of hype, playoff hype. But there's that kind mm-hmm. of valley in the middle where if guys aren't doing anything crazy, I think that's more of what we're seeing with Morant and RJ and even Zion. Do you actually do me a favor? Pull up mm-hmm. Zion stats the last ten games. 
I don't know if I'm asked you to do that or not. He They've been doing point Zion. They've been letting him run the point, especially with uh, Lonzo out. Zion's stat lines the last week or so, uh, even last night, he put up 30-plus. His shooting percentage is crazy. He's been doing that all season, not as high as he's been going the last few games, but Zion's another guy. I'm just not sure what it takes at this point for Zion's stuff to, to move the needle, aside from postseason success, because he can't do anything more in the regular season. What do you, what do you have there for all stats right. for him? For last 10? Um, let's Stop see. Stop buying Tatis cards. Pull up a Zion value. I actually I do have Tatis cards ready to go. Um, all right, so... Tatis, last nope, 10 games. Nope, nope. Zion. No, no, sorry. Zion, last 10 <laughs> games. I already had it. Rebounds, eight. Assists, five. Points, 33. Do you have an individual breakdown of his games, or is it just last 10? Uh, let me see. Let's see if it breaks it down per game. Because um, he went nuts against Philly the other day. And I did they beat Philly? I'm trying to remember if they beat Philly the other day or not. Because... My whole point with Zion, Let's though, see. that's another Philly, guy. I've got Philly's game. Uh, Philly's. What, what, so what actually, actually, he did even better. It looks like uh, against Cleveland um, yesterday on Sunday. So yeah, he scored thirty-eight so against Cleveland yesterday. I he know did that. thirty-eight yesterday. He did thirty-seven points with Philly. Um, he also had fifteen rebounds and eight assists with with Philly. Yeah, the assists are way up because he's they're letting him run the point, and they beat Philly. I, I mean. Yeah, I hope so. Honestly, if you look at the West right now, just for like strictly speaking value for card market, what would be the absolute best case scenario? So right now, seven, eight, nine, ten, because you're going to have the uh, those are going to be have a play in game. Seven's the Mavericks. Eight is the, are the Grizzlies. Mavericks are two and a half games up there, though. I want both those teams in. I want Luca playing postseason basketball. I want I want to see Morant in there. But then you've got the Spurs at in, at nine right now, a game ahead of Golden State and two games ahead of the Pelicans. I would love it if the Spurs fell out. I just don't think there's anybody there moving the needle. Keldon Johnson played well early. You know, he had some movement. But I don't think anybody cares at this point a whole lot. It'd be cool to see Curry get in. And, of course, if the Pelicans could get in, that would be awesome because I think that might be the one thing now people need to see Zion do because his last week has been insane stat-wise. I don't even like mm-hmm. Zion. I shouldn't say that. Actually, I like his game. I think he's good. I just think he is so talented. I still long term, it scares me his pop count. Long term, his pop count and his injury. You know, mm-hmm. I'm always just nervous. But man, he's been he's been killing it. This whole point Zion thing's been insane. So I don't know. There's some NBA stuff. Uh, MLB news, real quick. Kyle Lewis, they say might be back this weekend, which would be nice. Mariners are. Eh. He's he, he crushed the ball last year. It'd be cool to see him come back. If we get news that Kyle Lewis is coming back, go out and buy his stuff quick. 2016 Bowman is his rookie prospect stuff. 2020 tops and 2020 just everything was his rookie year actual rookie logoed stuff so 2016 for prospect 2020 for rookie i'd buy everything kyle lewis because he's going to have stretches where he just murders the ball uh jd martinez we'll talk about in straight cash homie um started off Uh slow but three home runs the other day 16 rbis leading the league socks are killing it they've won five or six in a row now um the only other guy too we heard a little bit about was kalenic jared kalenic for the for the mariners as well um so Kalenic, actually, I took a screenshot of something because I, I, I know it, a lot of it has to do with team control and how much time they can spend up. So basically, they cannot call him up to the major league roster until April 12th, which would be Friday. Yeah, so he might get called up this weekend as well. If they do, they lose a whole April year. April 12th of, is today, by the April way. April 16th, I'm sorry. Okay. They can't call him up until April 16th. After April 16th, 
then this would not consist of a service year. So basically, they would have him under his rookie contract for a whole extra year if they hold off. So I don't think there's any reason they're bringing him up early. So hold off on Kalenic or? Yeah, so Kalenic. So yeah, so good. Look at you making the connections. I figured this is a card show. (laughs) Let's ask some questions. So a lot of times if there's hype about a guy getting called up, I'd say, hey, buy it before. Kalenic's hype is so crazy high right now. I would actually like to, this is another one of those things. I'd, I'd be patient. I would risk missing the absolute maximum amount of profit because I would wait to see what he does against big league pitching consistently. He's okay. already really high. It sounds like he's a can't miss guy. I mean, they're super high on him. I hope that happens, but mm-hmm. I would actually wait to see when he gets called up and what he does the first few games before doing anything. Um, Sometimes I could be wrong. I just, I, I would hold off on Kalenic. Okay. Not because I don't, I don't like the kid. I just, I'd like to see what he can actually do. I appreciate of, the transparency. I appreciate that you're not 100%, but you're letting the audience know that. Sure. Because a lot of things you are very certain of. Speaking of Mariners, right over my shoulder there, Ken Griffey oh. Jr. autographed helmet from Fanatics. Got that in last week. Was pretty excited. I thought about wearing Put it. Put it on. Put it couldn't on. Get the, couldn't get the headphones over it. Wow. Fun for no one. Come Maybe on. Next. You know what? Here's the deal. Thursday... Yep. I say we go full costume for Thursday's recording. Full costume. I don't care what the costume is. <laughs> uh, one last Masters note. Hideki Matsuyama won the Masters. I tried to look for his rookie card stuff. He has almost nothing. Strangely enough, though, he has some autographed cut autos from a Leaf product from 2015. I don't actually see any listed right now. That could change by tomorrow. If you can find his stuff cheap, though, I would buy it in a heartbeat. Just won the Masters. There's going to be hype with golf. We talked about it the other day. Upper Deck is putting out a couple golf products later in the year. Uh, by the way, I forgot the name of those two. One of them was Artifacts. I forget the other golf one. Um, I should know this. We just talked about it. The prices had gone crazy from when they were initially released in pre-sale to what they were on our Friday show. I looked today right before the show. Sold out everywhere. Artifacts completely sold out. Uh, what is the other Upper Deck? I put, I just Googled that. Do 2021 Upper Deck Golf. It might yeah, pop up. Yeah, SP. Does that mean anything? Artifacts is the only thing that keeps coming up. Yeah. I'll have to go back and find it. Uh, either way, it seems like there's a ton of hype around golf. This is another guy I'm assuming they're going to have his rookie card, his first actual Upper Deck rookie card in there, along with everybody else. Golf just seems like the next market that could kind of take a nice jump. The Masters are huge, by the way. I don't care about golf anymore. I watched a little yeah. as a kid. Um yeah, but I've been getting it, a lot of updates on it. And it seems like, I mean, oh, the it's massive. yeah, it, it seems like there, there's a lot of attention this year. More, you more so golf. than others. Uh, here's the thing about golf. So we had a basement at my house growing up and it was no windows. My dad got a 63 inch, like 400 pound TV. Sure. And on Saturday afternoons, I just remember him downstairs lights out golf. And like half the time, I think he was Why sleeping. Why were the lights out? Because he, my if you know my father at all, he I do know your he, father. He appreciates a very dark, uh, almost basement dungeon room. I think is the best. So Mark is sitting in a dungeon in the early nineties, yeah. just watching golf by himself. Well, That's what you're telling come, me. Here's the thing. So my association with golf is, oh, this is something you go and take a, a nap prisoner. to. This is what a prisoner <laughs> watches. <laughs> he enjoys it. There's nothing wrong with a dark room on a sunny day. Feels good. <laughs> I don't know what is happening anymore. Love you, Dad. Um, I'll tell you. I'll tell you what's more entertaining than golf. Are you going to say this? You, I no. Uh, I would. Chris ahead. Vernon. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. If you oh, haven't okay. seen Vernon's stuff on <laughs> Grind City Media, 
He does the, I guess he's been doing this for a few, I honestly, obviously we just met Chris a few months ago. Best friends. Dude, dude is, he's the, <laughs> he, I, I, I hate sports radio in general. I, I just think it's super boring. Nothing funny ever happens. <laughs> dude, his master's thing, just his it's show great. in general is funny anyways. I like him and he works for the ringer so we can actually talk about him. Um, <laughs> dude, that, his master's update, if you don't watch him, Chris Vernon master's update, just Google it. It is the funniest thing you'll ever see in your life. If you're already following us, I posted a little clip. Yeah, on we tweeted weekend. it out last week a bunch. But it's, yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. Pretty, it's that's the only good. that's I get more happy about the Masters because I know those are going to come out than anything else. So <laughs> there you go. All hey, right. All oh. right. Before we move on, before we yep. move on, I have Take a question. It. OK, so we keep talking about the dip in NBA is we we're in an industry that is admittedly not huge in the grand scheme of things. Yep. It's very big uh, growing, but it's not in the grand scheme. So is it possible that baseball opening day, all that has been cannibalizing the basketball market as far as no question they're taking money out of they're selling those and they're wanting to get the Tatis, the Acuna, whatever the case. Absolutely. And I think we'll see that revert back in a month to, I think we'll see the basketball numbers spike huge because of the postseason. So much hype around the playoffs. Right around that time, too, you have the the uh, Hall of Fame induction from last year's class, so Kobe Garnett Duncan, which is going to be crazy. I think that will then take a bunch of money out of the baseball spend and go to basketball. I think it's exactly—that's why I say okay. it's a market correction to a degree, but it's also just a shift in market focus more as much as anything. That's what okay. I think it is because the guys I talk to who do this for a living full-time and have—I mean, a lot of these guys, millions invested— you know, and, and these are guys on the ground level, buying and selling, flipping cards, ripping packs, you know, grading and selling graded, graded slabs. That's kind of their thinking. It's not like it's an original thought for me. I just feel like most people realize, hey, we're going to have peaks and valleys based on, like you said, MLB got crazy hot. Cool. Let's spend money there. NFL is going to pick up with the hottest draft class in the history of the game prospect wise for NFL. Mm-hmm. We're going to see that pull money because overall the space is growing, but it's not big enough to sustain the peak of all these sports at once. So yeah. we're seeing dips when others rise. Yeah, for sure. Yep. That's a I great appreciate Corey, your Corey, intel- go ahead and take that out. Go that ahead, needs go to be a clip. Clip that up. There's a YouTube There's clip. A clip. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on, I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, Tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right. uh, NFT talk. So big news with Tops today and big news with, uh, it's not WWF. What is it wrestling called now? WWE, buddy. WWE. It was WWF they, they when I was it. rolling. I loved well. The Undertaker as a kid, by the way. I, he was my favorite wrestler as a kid. I thought he was they awesome. They had to change it because it was World Wildlife Federation. That's maybe, right. You used to Google it or whatever. Maybe you know that if you cared about a, the animals. A panda bear would show up on your screen. <laughs> That's on my debit card. My debit card is a panda bear. It's Can a you WWF. hold that up? I was actually, I thought about yeah, it for I thought, like I thought half you were reaching. <laughs> What's that CVR decided. code in the back? Go ahead and share it with the listeners and your social. Uh, ABC. Um, let's talk about tops and NFTs for a second. Can we hit Undertaker, Undertaker first? Because Undertaker Undertaker's first. quick. Well, here's the thing. And Undertaker is tops. This is all tops because. Oh, really? Okay. Uh, yeah, tops, tops owns the licensing NFT rights for uh, WWE. Do they really? Baseball. Yeah, it's a whole. In fact, I didn't know that. Uh, I had a whole. <laughs> page of all of the things i talked a little bit about it on the last show but you know marvel cards disney cards garbage pail kids cards and that includes wwe as, as one of them um and you're so a man of the people i like to be somewhat knowledgeable in certain <laughs> situations um sure in this situation though the top the the undertaker nft is kind of insane um as far as what the prices went for any idea on an undertaker uh it's it's kind of like a, a moment in the sense of it's a video clip like, like a top, top shot, shot moment yeah like didn't top it sell shot for like a hundred did it go for a hundred thousand hundred thousand dollars for the the number one thing it was a it was an auction style is there only so, one so of for that the one? number one the platinum undertaker there's only one um it was it did include like you know tickets to uh, WrestleMania, either this year or next year, depending on which one you chose. Okay. Personalized message. There's that's a lot the of part, actual. Things. So that's the part I loved about the Undertaker. That's why I said do a little more research. I knew I wasn't going to because I don't care about NFT. But mm-hmm. about this part, I do like it. With Undertaker, they were doing some tangible, some physical things with it. It was like a package deal, right? Actually, I was looking at uh, the WWE cards. I don't know if Tops actually did have their fingers in this one. Top, they do. Tops does own WWE, but this specific one. Now that I'm looking at it even closer, sounds I don't like it was Tops a separate did. release. Yeah. So this, but, but so the guy who got the one on one Undertaker though, you get the moment yes. obviously, but then you also got tangible stuff with it. Yeah, Physical exactly. Stuff. You got like a you're gonna get a customized like belt, championship title belt. You'll get. See, that's kind of cool to know, me. I so love that. A, I do you, like that aspect of it because you're combining both things. I think you would appreciate some of these NFTs that people are selling because some of them actually aren't just digital things. They come with physical things as well. Um, hey, can I interject for one more second? Then I will oh leave this God. to you. So no. Blake Jameson just tweeted out. Blake Jameson's the artist we had on. He does Project uh, 70, Project 2020. Yep. Cool, cool. I actually like, Blake was pretty cool to come on here and did a cool giveaway. He just retweeted from Damian Lillard. So Damian Lillard is the point guard for the Blazers. Not sure if you sure. Yep. Right knew that. Lillard, first release from my Dame Time NFT series drops today at 2 p.m. West Coast time. Visit his website for the full offering. So more NFT. It's just funny. Yeah, card. just like I mean, yeah, just more guys are getting I'm, into 
here's the thing. Today of all days, if you're going to talk about NFTs, it's the day. Because with Tops, I feel like, and this and this is going to move into a Tops conversation because NFT, I feel like, is now associated with Tops to to a degree even more so than Top Shot, or it will really? be more so than Top Shot. I feel like they are all in. In fact, I think if you're investing in Tops, the stock, you're investing in NFTs. You MUDS. think MUDS, right? And MUDS is what they are currently trading for, uh, trading the ticker signal. And let me just say this. So when we talked about it last week, it was like it had gone up and then it'd come back down. It was around like 1050, 1060 or something. Um, this morning I was like, you know what? I think I might get in. But then the thing, the electric vehicle company I'm in tanked and I'm like, well, I don't want to like sell at a loss. So Is this why you were I guess I'll mode? wait. Yes. It's You're exactly doing a good why. job hiding it though. I like Thank that. you. I, I'm blocking out the pain while I talk. Um, You're also blocking your face every time you scratch it like that, but that's fine. <laughs> You're doing good. Stop that's it. That's a Essentially. That's a compliment. Um, I'll say this. Muds has gone uh, from this morning in the tens to twelve twenty something as as a, oh Dang. no twelve fifty twenty five percent jump fifteen percent today fifteen percent um it was it was not ten fifty it was eleven is okay, where it gotcha, started the gotcha. day. okay um you think so, based on the tops news is that the only thing I, that's happened well, I mean that's what's happened today they okay. they came out with tops and I'm gonna be honest with you I went out Please and do. I started an account. I started a, um, so their platform that they're going to be doing the buying and selling of these NFT cards for tops is going to be wax. Um, that you can get a, yep. a wax wallet, uh, wax in fact has nothing to do with trading wax. Like we, we talk about wax, like as in actual cases and boxes of cards that has nothing to do with it. Um, wax in this situation is an acronym for worldwide asset exchange. Um, but bottom line is you use wax as your crypto coin wallet, basically. Um, wax is a type of, of crypto coin and you are going to be purchasing these cards, MLB cards. You're going to, you can purchase, um, essentially, ah, I use that one for real. You're doing great. Um, Corey, mark it down. You you're able to buy all kinds of um, goods, NFT art. Um, but what's different about this than a lot of others? I talked about this on the last show. Is that they have the technology built in to where tops, if this is sold on the secondary market, tops can still get a chunk of well, oh, okay. not a chunk, but at least a portion, like of a that royalty sale. down the road, almost exactly, okay. exactly. So, so what's the actual tops like pack? I so think top. Tops has a couple packs that are going to be coming out. Again, announcement came out today, Monday the 12th, but the big news, or I'm sorry, the big uh, release isn't until the 20th. So that is a week from tomorrow, the next 20th. Tuesday. Yeah. So Which we may have somebody Tuesday on the, the show for that. It's been yes. teased. We'll see. Yeah. We're going to, we're, we're talking about it. A um, couple packs. You can buy one pack for $5. It's going to have, uh, it's just what they call their standard pack. It'll have six cards in there. You got um, some common, uncommon, rare, super rare, epic cards is how they're describing them. Yep. Um, they will also have $100 packs, uh, which will have all of those cards plus what they're calling epic exclusive and then legendary exclusive, which you have a 0.04% chance of pulling one of those. Okay. But um, they will have a total 
I believe from what I read was 75,000 cards. Um, packs that, or cards? Car- so, oh, I'm sorry, 75,000 packs. Packs, right? Yeah. Um, okay. And I, I'm not gonna, I'm not ashamed to admit, I put a thousand dollars in and I plan on buying a few of these packs. Um, really? And here, here's, here's what's interesting though. Unlike, um, Top Shot, when I put money in Top Shot, when I put in Top Shot money, it was, I feel like this, the value of that was relatively stable. I put in a thousand dollars this morning. It is currently at $911. Um, okay. From the so there, there's a little bit more volatility in this cryptocurrency uh, than maybe whatever you're used to with Top Shot. So be aware of that. Although Top I, Shot was crazy, weren't the values there super fluctu- fluctuate like I, a ton or not? I don't know. I didn't. I only well, we I weren't think the issue much, was I, I didn't guess. notice. Yeah, I didn't notice as right. much with that. But I will say, and this is kind of my final point: if you're if you think that NFTs have a future. Get in on Top Shot or get in tops. on uh, Tops now because this is essentially <laughs> this is the time to buy just like Top Market Shot down. was back a few months ago. So let me let me just interject. I keep ever saying I don't want to say. It. Let me say it again. I know. I actually think again. I don't necessarily care again uh, about the NFT space, but I will be interested to see what Tops does. I think this is really what Top Shot was supposed to be in the beginning. Like a cheap yeah. way for people to have fun, instant access, especially kids, like people who can't buy packs, can't afford boxes, to have some fun in the hobby again. Yeah. Right? But well, they ha- have what three happened with versions. Top- right. But what happened kids. with Top Shot is it went stupid, crazy. Like all of a sudden, moments were going for $200,000. And yes, mm-hmm. it bogged everything down and they weren't ready for that. That's fine. The money thing, whatever. I really hope this just stays. Like I don't want to see you. Honestly, I don't want to see your thousand become twenty five thousand overnight. Like I don't, I don't, I want this to be a vehicle where tops can be like, hey, here's like a cheap, cool thing. Buy a pack mm-hmm. for five bucks, let kids open it, and yeah, if you hit the epic moment where it's one in every hundred packs has one, cool. You can trade the five dollar pack. That card's maybe worth a hundred dollars. I don't want to see mm-hmm. the values get totally out of hand. I don't want to sure. see the top shot thing. I really don't. I think it'd be cool if this just stayed like kind of a chill. So. Well, I, I'm curious though, what do you think? Because I don't know, I have no idea what the production of Top Shot was. They're making 75,000 packs just for the release, right? Yes, yeah. I um, mean, isn't that way, way more than Top Shot ever released? I, that's the thing. I think it, no. at the very beginning, it, it may have been more. I don't, I don't Spilling remember what Top Shot myself. was. But I do know this. First off, I don't like the fact that you don't want my $1,000 to turn to $25,000. I'm glad you caught the point uh, of this whole so conversation. Don't don't care for that little Essentially, point. Essentially, I don't um, want you to make money. But what, what I'm seeing here is that the NFT of Tops is going to be the first step in for the MLB. You're going to see something like this with the NFL eventually. They, they couldn't oh, stay course. out of this. But um, so do so. Why can't they do this? Do this mass cheap, crazy overproduced release like this for five bucks, and even for a hundred bucks. If you want to do something on the super high end stuff, then fine. Have Mike Trout have a one of one actual artist drawn card that also has an NFT that's a one of one, and sell that for a million bucks. Well, they, why can't we do both? So your point is actually valid, but they have something like that. They essentially have a version of this for kids. It's like um, MLB. Bunts bunt or, right. or bunt. Yeah. So that's like where you can go and get free cards. Kids can trade them. 
it's like a, a game, but it's also a collection, yeah, a way of, to collect cards for free. Um, I think this is that higher end. If you if you like that, if you like to trade cards, kids can get into it. It's for free. But then if you actually want to try and make some money and you want to see experience a higher end, I think this is that. Yeah, but Top's bunt, like no one cares about it. It's never um, been. Per- I, I, just I agree. Mean- it's not an NFT. Those aren't NFTs. Right. That's what I mean. I just I, I thought this would be kind of cool. The other thing that's going to be interesting to me, Top Shot went crazy. And especially when it first released 90,000 people in the queue, all this stuff. I, I think there's going to be a rude awakening for the and, and I say awakening. The MLB already knows, I'm sure. Your MLB market is almost entirely in the collectible space, mm-hmm. nationally popular. Yeah. It's, a, it's a U.S. thing. NBA well, Top Shot. Now, granted, not everybody could get into Top Shot internationally, but the appeal, the interest, the NBA has a crazy popular uh, international market. NFL doesn't have that. MLB doesn't have that. And they're producing well, more up front. I do. I hope this stays to be the kids thing. I really do. I hope it. I hope this stays cheap. I, I hope do you lose a thousand dollars. I do think that there is at least some interest because they had a thing this morning where first 10,000 people to sign up, um, get like you had to put in, you had to create a wallet, put okay. in your wallet number and then uh, your email. First 10,000 got a free pack or something like that. OK, um, I did get into that. I did manage to get in, but it was closed out, I think, by like nine or 10 a.m. this morning. Like it had already filled. Um, so interesting. This is first day, first few hours. And 10,000 people already jumped in to put that into perspective. Like we've talked about a few of these other, you know, investment platforms for cards. Like, um, I don't know. I think like alt or something. I was one of them. I had looked at. Yeah. We're like 4,000 waiting and all had 4,000, but that was Dibs like was a little bit more weeks than that, or months afterward. This is like first day of announcement, 10,000 in, in the first couple hours. Maybe we need to get somebody from tops on here. And that's also people who managed to create a wallet. It's I, again, this goes I don't think anyone's going to be able to do this perfectly because I think the technology is still too new, but very similar to Top Shot. It is kind of a pain as far as creating your wallet and then putting money in there. Um, I had to actually call my bank to get them to release oh, it. Oh, really? Uh, so it's a hassle it with the, on the money side of it. And don't even get me started about taking your money out of this one. Um, at least on Top Shot, there was an option, like there was a button to withdraw. I And maybe this changes. Maybe there's going to be something with else. With the release? But, I don't think there is because Wax is not exclusive to Tops. So I don't think just because Tops is now trading on their platform, it's going to be any different. But okay. I literally had to start Googling. Oh, wait, there, I don't see a button. How do I how do I withdraw money from Wax? And I found like a Reddit thing that kind of tells you essentially have to move your money out of this account into another wallet and then pull your money Which out of there. Which was kind of like that. Isn't a Top Shot kind of like that? You have to use like well, an at least like they have the infrastructure built into Top Shot. I like, granted. They weren't responding. They were. They wouldn't respond to me actually wanting to withdraw. So that sure. was an issue. But, but yeah, at least there was some kind of infrastructure. There doesn't seem to be much here. So, again, cool. I digress. If you like NFTs, go ahead and invest in in muds. I have a couple cards handy. One hundred and one. Oh. Take take it away. One hundred and one. Wow, uh, what are we talking about? I don't know. All right, good. All right, we'll take it back. All Thanks, right. Jesse. 101 this week, grading qualifiers, subgrades. Yes. I, we got this question, and I'm so glad they asked because I've been wanting to know the same. Yep. How do these subgrades, the qualifiers, the coloring, all that kind of stuff, how does that affect pricing? 
Okay, so real quick, I'm going to use this card because my buddy Brandon literally sent me this card for free, by the way. This is a 2001 Sign of the Times autograph football set. I think it's an awesome set. I would argue that's the most valuable card to get. I'm just putting the set together mostly raw because I think it's cool. But Jim Brown PSA 10 is stupid nice. Brandon literally sent this for free, and he's given us some cool advice on the show. Dude's a good person. Hopefully, we I, actually, I haven't even told you. There's some charity thing, too, we're getting involved in with him, which I need more details on, but I think it's going to be cool. I don't, I don't I'm going to hold up the label. We'll also put a picture for Corey just to show, because that's oh. just all glare. So, again, you can see from the top of the label, this is just a Gem Mint 10. That is a straight grade, nothing special about it. However, there are times when next to the card, it will say Mint 9, and then in parentheses, or not parentheses, in the brackets, which I don't remember. What are those, those are parentheses. Yep, you had it. Parentheses. Quotes? Oh, no. yes. Parentheses. Yep. I smart. That's that <laughs> Haverhill education coming back. So then in parentheses, you would see certain letters, certain qualifiers. On PS, now this is PSA only, not with BGS. So on PSA, some of the more common ones, if you see a nine and then parentheses next to it, OC, that means a card is off center. If you see MC, miscut, uh, PD is a print defect. Trying to think of what the other ones might be. Do me a favor real quick. Google PSA grading qualifiers. The overall point here, though, is we had a couple guys who said, hey, we just got back in the hobby, found this card. It was super cheap. I bought it. Uh, PSA 9 is doing 100 I got it for 80 bucks, but it had a qualifier. Huge distinction in value. Again, if you're in the hobby already, you already know this. This is for the beginners. So just, uh, you know, I don't want any stupid comments. Why is he explaining this? <laughs> The general rule is if a card has a qualifier, it knocks it down two grades. So a 9 OC is roughly the same value as a PSA 7, about two grades. Am I missing any of the qualifiers? So you said OC. I don't know if you said ST, stain. Stain. ST. So stain, for example, you'd see a lot on vintage. There'll be a wax stain on the back of the card or something. ST is a yeah, stain. Yep. Okay. Um, what else is on there? PD, print defect? Print defect, yep. And then OF, out of focus. Oh, I didn't. I, that's actually new. I didn't know OF was a thing. Okay. Um, I wonder how often you get an OF because, I mean, I don't know if I've ever I've seen a card out of I've never seen an OF. What else is on okay. there? And then last one, MK Marks. Oh, so miscut is not a thing. MK is Marks. I'm an idiot. Overall point, though, is if a card has a qualifier, a PSA card has a qualifier, it's more comparable to a grade two levels down. Okay. 7OC comparable to a PSA 5. General rule of thumb. Okay. Um, the other thing I want to talk about real quick, I'll use a LeBron card again. On BGS cards, it gives you the overall grade. So this is a 9.5, which is gem mint. BGS also has a 10, which is pristine. And they also have a 10 where it's a black label. A 10 black label, BGS is different from PSA. First of all, they do half grades above 9. PSA does half grades up to 8.5. After that, it's just 9 and 10. BGS does half grades up to 9.5 then 10. But the other big distinction with BGS, they do four subgrades. That's literally what all those smaller grades are on the card. So on BGS, you get a grade for centering, edges, corners, and surface. To get a 9.5 gem mint overall, you can have one grade that's a 9 if the rest are 9.5 or above. The only exception to this, and you rarely see it, if a card had three 10s and an 8.5 for subgrades, that could still be technically a 9.5. The reason, one thing that's always been interesting to me too, we see all these new card companies pop up. It's funny. PSA is the industry standard and they have a 10, which is very attainable, right? A BGS 10 is super difficult to get. Crazy. It outsells a PSA 10, 
but it's not realistic. Nobody is sending into BGS with the hopes of getting a 10. You're hoping to get a 9.5. I think it's funny other grading companies don't adopt what PSA does. Just give the overall card a grade. PSA doesn't do subgrades either, like all the other companies do now. I just think it's funny. All the new guys in the space have tried to copy the BGS model. No one has really come in and copied PSA where it's just Can straight I- grades with no subgrades. Can I be honest? I actually kind of like the BGS model because I feel like I love there's it. more distinction between your PSA 10 no and question. my PSA 10 if yep. we had subgrades beneath it. Here's the the reason it gets tricky, especially for new guys, though. This is what is known as a minimum gem, a min gem, because it has three 9.5 grades and a 9. Basically, the lowest grade you could have to still be a 9.5. But if this was just a 10 and three 9.5s, Still be a 9.5 overall gem mint, but that's what's known as a true gem plus. I know we're getting real a little technical. If all four subgrades are 9.5, it's just a true gem because every grade on the card would say 9.5. The four subs, the overall mm-hmm. grade, all 9.5. But a true gem has a, a super premium over even just that card as a minimum gem. Realistically, probably a 10 to 15% markup. And if it was a true gem plus, it's even more. That's where it gets weird for new guys because they look just like I do. That's that's the same card as if that card had a 10 subgrade instead of a 9. Yet the one with the 10 subgrade sells so much higher, but it's the same overall grade. Why the confusion? We get a lot of questions about that, and it is confusing, quite frankly. I mm-hmm. like it, but it does it, it does add that next level of, okay, you know, just kind of strange. So yeah. anyways, we did want to touch on the 101. The qualifiers is something people have asked about quite a bit, so... There's a little bit of information okay. on that. Be careful, though. If a PSA 9 seems super cheap for a PSA 9, but it has letters next to it, it's because it has a qualifier. Not worth a PSA 9. Good to know. Huge release this week, 2020 NT Football, National Treasures. You'll hear nothing but complaining this week because how expensive it is. This stuff used to be <laughs> 800 bucks a box. Now it's literally forty two to 5000 a box. Yeah, what? It, it is crazy expensive. Here's the reason. You're going to pull Herbert RPAs, borrow RPAs. They're going to be tens, tens of thousands of dollars. The market Jeez. is hot. This football class is hot. NT is the gold standard for patch autos out of football. Uh, comes out Wednesday. We're going to be breaking some. I think Eddie over at Geo Breaks is doing some as random player breaks. You'll see a lot of those too. We often talk about PYTs. Random player break is where there'll be however many players individually are in the set, hundreds, three or four hundred usually with a product like National Treasures, 250 to 350. What you'll do is you'll take a spot, you will get a randomly assigned player. Good and bad to this. Your chances of hitting, obviously, are one in whatever the amount of players are. So very low chance of hitting. Your entry-level price is way cheaper. I like random player breaks for products like National Treasures and Flawless. Wait, can um, I win? Can I can I conceivably get a Burroughs card that's worth something like that for relatively cheap in that situation? Yeah. So whatever player you get, like I said, I, I think we're going to break the product probably in the sixteen to eighteen thousand dollar total range. So mm-hmm. whatever that is, say your even numbers, eighteen thousand so divided by, by six hundred divided by three hundred players. So sixty okay. bucks a whack. Well, if we pull a Burroughs RPA out of that, whoever has the Burroughs spot for sixty dollars gets the card. When are you doing this? I went in. Uh, he's going to start listing those tomorrow, probably. I'm going to be breaking all day. De- I say tomorrow. It'll be Wednesday. Tomorrow's actually Tuesday, the day release. It's an awesome product. National Treasures, like I said. it's In football, it is the gold standard product. Um, I love it. You know, that's one of the few products I'll chase because I'll chase Brady autos out of there. In years past, NT and Flawless have always had Brady. It's super uh, rookie heavy. You're chasing the RPAs. 
but the vet hits in there are insane as well. It's got booklets. I mean, you're paying for it, though. It's crazy expensive. And cost mm-hmm. on National Treasures, man, I, cost is super low. I always bring up cost because you'll always have breakers whining. Some of these big rooms, you know, here's what it's doing. Cost is like 3000 bucks, maybe a little more than 3200-ish. So if you hear your breaker complaining about what they're paying <laughs> for it, just know. They're paying like 3200 Now, granted, they probably had to go out and buy more cases at the marked-up price to have more for the room. But every breakers make a ton of money on NT, which is cool. Market's hot, uh, you know. For the guys who hate it and everybody's ruining the market, fine. Just don't buy into it. You know, again, I always say that. <laughs> if you don't like the price, don't buy in. Origins basketball also comes out uh, Wednesday. I'm all set with Origins. I don't love it. As a break, maybe. I would never. I, it's not a product I'm holding. It's not a product I'm stashing away. It's like 500 bucks a box, 450 to 500 Two autos or patches per and a couple numbered cards. Quite frankly, with Wiseman going out, down now, too, LaMelo's already out. I don't like the product anyways, and I don't love the class that much, so I'm out on that. There you go. Do your thing. Straight cash, homie. Right into it. R&B Trent. version. Look at Trent you. Tried something new. I think Killed I'm going to do that every time. People are going to love it even more. They do. I only have two. <laughs> I teased the first one. 2011 Tops update, J.D. Martinez, PSA 10. 125 bucks. JD has been largely overlooked because Boston's been terrible the last couple of years. He's had some on and off injuries. Um, leading the league in RBI early. Got a few home runs. He had three the other day. Boston's on a nice little win streak. And I think we're finally starting to see, whereas in years past, I would have said, man, if a guy's rookie was from 10 years ago, it's like no matter what he does, unless it's insane, people just don't care. There's too many new guys, the new thing to go after. We're starting to see guys go after people like that, like J.D. Martinez. We talked about Posey the other day. Posey has a big year. Guys will chase his stuff. You know, J.D.'s not on the Posey level, uh, legacy-wise. But but if J.D. has like a huge month of April, by the time May rolls around, that card could very well be higher um, just because he's an awesome hitter. I mean, he's super talented. Boston's playing well this year. So for like 125 I like it. To me, if, that, if Boston is trending up and playing well in a month, that card hits 200-ish. That's kind of my sell range. I'd pay 135 or less probably. I, I think I saw a couple today in the 125 range. As soon as that card hits 200, I'm probably out. Um, the other one, speaking of basketball, we've talked about Steve Nash in the past. His stuff jumped with everything else. Mm-hmm. Not nearly like everything basketball jumped a few months ago, though. So a 1996 Steve Nash tops PSA 10 rookie. Now, Kobe for a while was nine to 10,000. I think Kobe's probably down in the five to six range right now. Steve Nash had only ever got up to about a thousand bucks. A couple hit twelve hundred. You can get that card now for eight hundred bucks or less. The reason I like it, Nash is an all-time great um, point guard. Wise, I mean, he's not Magic Isaiah um, Stockton, but after that, he's probably in the discussion. He's, you know, he's not Steph Curry. He's top what five to nine ish, somewhere in that range, I think. That card, too, the fact that it's down 50% from its peak, and the peak wasn't that crazy. I like that. The other thing I like mm-hmm. about it is the head coach of the Nets, who I think are going to the finals. I think that Nash card, if you get a little bit more money, so for that, I'd be a little bit more flexible. 800 bucks or less, I think, is reasonable. And I think I'm holding that until minimum of $1,000, and I'm holding this until I see what the Nets are doing in the playoffs. Because I think if the finals come... That gets to be a creepy card. All of a sudden, it's like, hey, Hall of Fame player, also going in as a first-year coach and wins a championship if they kind of go down that route. If yeah. Best-case scenario, that card could hit two, two to $3,000 realistically. Um, I just think 800 bucks seems pretty cheap for me, especially okay. kind of a perfect storm. We're in the Valley of Basketball anyways. Why not take a shot? 
Uh, do you have? I forgot to even ask you. Do you have a straight cash homie or no? Um, I I've got I've got two I've got two straight cash homies. And you don't feel not, good about either one. Perfect. So usually my straight cash homies are off the beaten path. So this is even off that because it's not a card. Oh um, God. So straight cash homie. The point of straight cash homie is to get in while it's low. Sure. So that eventually it uh, makes you some money. That's correct. I plan to listen to you sing. But. I do think I've changed my viewpoint on muds slash top the stock. Really? You were not in this last is, week. This is not advice. I, I cannot give you financial advice. Oh, yeah. What's um, the. Yeah. You, a, there has I'm to be some a, disclaimer I'm here. I'm not a financial advisor. Yada, Corey, yada, cut yada. it. What? Don't cut it. You need cut to have thing. that in. Cut Don't cut that thing. part. That's cut the part the, you want. Cut the um, whole thing. I want our okay. liability really high. I think, I think that NFTs have a future. I don't know how long that future is, but I do think they've got a future. And I think that Tops is going to continue to go up. Uh, again, MUDS is the t- ticker symbol. M-U-D-S. Um, if you don't, don't ha- want to invest in the stock, if you don't want to do any of that kind of stuff, uh, get involved in any of these platforms that are selling NFT Wax. cards. Wax is the one that, uh, that I'm now familiar with. It's there are a ton of cards, whether you have a weird obsession with Godzilla trading cards. Uh, of course I do. Gar- uh, garbage Pail Kids. Matthew Broderick um, Godzilla only for me. <laughs> only well, Matthew I mean, Broderick. Obviously. But the thing is, there, <laughs> the, the, there are so many of these that are relatively cheap right now. Um, I think spend like 10 bucks and get four cards and just sit on it. I mean... If you think you're going to go and get a couple Starbucks coffees in the next week. I'm not. Instead, I don't drink coffee. That's fair. I'm going to drink a bunch of monsters in the next week. Oh, my God. No sugar. sponsor. <laughs> um, uh, that's my straight cash homie for you. I think okay. that this is cheap enough to where you could throw a little cash at it and then forget about it until uh, Take it a pops. We, we get it. Uh, Do you okay, get it? Cool. Muds. Um, one thing I want to point out, we got to wrap this up because I, I want to hit a couple mailbag questions because I do like that. People like mailbag. I always say we're no, going to save a ton of time. We never do. <laughs> we're going to save um, so much time. This day in history from ballislife.com on Twitter. Uh, he retweeted. It was all over, but uh, I actually like to do I've talked to him a little bit on Twitter. Seems like a nice guy. Eight years ago today, April 12th, so 2013, Kobe, this is when Kobe, first of all, he had hyperextended his knee in the game against the Warriors. He was already had, had oh. like a sprained ankle or a sprained wrist, kind of nursing that as well. And then he tears his Achilles in the game. He mm-hmm. was driving to his left, just falls to the ground, grabbed his ankle immediately. So he kind of walked off the court for a moment on the mm-hmm. bench, chilled out. But then he comes back, and you can tell the look on Kobe's face. Kobe knows he's done, right? Comes back in, and again, I've, I have I know I'm supposed to hate Lakers and all things Lakers as a Celtics fan. I loved Kobe. <laughs> I just thought he was like the alt- on-court Kobe. I don't His off-court stuff, totally different game. On-court Kobe, though, comes back in, knocks down two free throws, and what's interesting is even in between the free throws, he doesn't move because he knows it. He, I mean, the dude knows his body. He knew he was done. Mm-hmm. I just thought it was cool. Uh, what do they say? The, the Lakers announcer or the Lakers trainer or the announcer is like, that was his gutsiest moment. It was for those who remember when that happened. It was like, okay. And he was kind of getting toward the end anyways. He was getting older. And he wasn't yeah. a Kobe of young. It was just a cool. So I, when I saw that all over Twitter and stuff that I retweeted, I thought it was pretty interesting. So where, where do you compare that with Jordan coming out with the flu playing in the finals? 
I mean, hard to compare one moment to a whole game. I can you know? tell you how Jordan's always better. Don't you dare yeah, speak I mean, ill of Jordan. You you can't say anything's better than anything Jordan ever did, period, because Jordan people just go nuts. Jordan fans will never talk about how he never made the finals without Scotty, though, and how he got eliminated from the first round at times. You can literally cannot. I don't, and I don't dispute Jordan's the number one player of all time. It is interesting to me. You can't say a single thing about Jordan not being the greatest or even present a case without just people going any other great you can argue like you say brady 10 guys could give you a fact and they'll stand behind it and it's okay even gretzky it's like well gordy how did it first or bobby Orr did it as a defenseman um baseball there's no unanimous great anyways like all-time goat for baseball jordan is the one guy mm-hmm. that you literally it's like to jordan guys you cannot say a thing about it and if you do it automatically just becomes they just rip lebron so if I say, mm-hmm. well, Jordan never won without Scotty. Oh, well, LeBron had Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh and Kyrie Irving. They just go, it's like, yeah, what is that? That doesn't have anything to do with what I said about him not winning without Scotty. I don't know what Space we're talking Space Jam 2 wouldn't even be here without Space Sp- Jam I mean, one. come on, obviously. So Thank there you, you go. All right, hit a couple questions. We're done here. Way too uh, much talking. From, we got... Is this from today's post? Uh, yeah, I did. Okay. It's dumb. Uh, from the Facebook. Elvis I just watched and- Social Network again. <laughs> This weekend, well, you actually. You should know they're called the Facebook. Eric the Zuck. Elvis. Sorry. Eric Elvis Merrickall. Elvis Presley. Go. What do you think about select over prism for a modern long-term hold? I'm using this question because I sent you that spreadsheet the other day from someone yep. in the uh he reached out on LinkedIn, funny enough, sent over some really cool stats. Yep. I know other people have been talking about it in the group. We've yet to hear your opinion. Uh, so in basketball, it's not. I, I just People can crap on Prism all they want, the haters of Prism, and they can talk about it. Select is absolutely nowhere close to Prism in basketball, and I don't think it's going to be for the foreseeable future. In football, though, I think Select's a better product. It's catching up in resale value as well, and it's already way closer anyways. Um, Basketball, I want to say it's probably three to four times the premium for the same same Zion card as a Select card and as a Mm -hmm. Prism card. You're probably talking two, three times the amount um football the gap is not that far and i honestly think football is a better product the other huge distinguishing mark in football though is you get those xrc redemptions for the following year draft that's why i think select in football i would rather have a select case in football sitting in my attic than i would basketball if i'm talking about a matter of two years or less because the flip side of that coin is hey it's awesome you might pull a trevor lawrence card out of the previous year select so right now Mm-hmm. Select came out last week. There was a Trevor Lawrence XRC card. It's QB1. So basically mm-hmm. the first quarterback that comes out, I believe it was just a, I forget what the card was. But again, first quarterback taken, you'll get that card. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be Trevor Lawrence. You redeem it after the draft. It sold for like $12,000. It was insane. It's good and bad. It's awesome you can get a redemption like that early. Mm-hmm. But I'm pretty sure those, I, I want to say those probably, I'm, I'm sure like every other redemption, they have an expiration date. If they don't, please leave us a comment and tell me they don't. But I would assume there's an expiration date there. So yeah. long term, you got to be careful. If the biggest chase in this thing is not only the 2020 class, Herbert, Burrow, Hertz, Tua, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. But if some of the built-in value is because you can pull Trevor Lawrence and Zach and Justin Fields and Zach Wilson, all these guys as redemptions, mm-hmm. well, when the redemptions expire, you got to be careful. But if you okay. said right now, what can I have for the next year? A prism case of football or select? Yeah, I think select. I think I think in football it's caught up for sure. Basketball, um, though, I don't think it does. So to expound on that question, because I'm sure we're also going to have this one. All right. So you say prism over select. What about 
optic versus select. They're close. I bet the resale on both close. those are very close. Got to go sport I, to sport then. In, in basketball, it's probably closer. I don't think optic football is anywhere close to select football, though. Not in terms of value, because you get the XRC. So football okay. is a totally different animal. If you're talking about basketball, though, I bet select... I'm trying to think of individual cards like Zion and Jazz. I bet Optic and Select are pretty close. Okay, well, you have I, some numbers, so, right? Yeah, so just a little shout out. Report, Jackson so. Hetch uh, was the guy who reached out. Yeah. Um, he did put together some numbers, uh, specifically base, uh, basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, but as it stands, it looks like across the board, Prism is the way to go as no far question. as value. Um, no question. But it is interesting how it kind of goes back and forth depending on the player even. Of optic and select. Optic and select. Um, now, granted, it does look like in a, just about every case that select um, has less of a pop count, and there's still the values are still pretty close, if not in some cases higher. Which is funny but, to me because optic centering is so brutal; it's hard to get gems. Uh, well, they optic does at least double, even triple the amount of cards that select is putting out for PSA tens, um, like for popular for PSA tens. Yep. For BSA huh. 10s out there. So, yeah, uh, I think it's so like a Luca, uh, his select is worth more than the optic PSA 10. Um, but for a Josh Allen, his optic is worth more than the select. In fact, there's like six players on here and it's like half Back and, and half where the, yeah. So hmm. it is interesting how optic and select compare, but obviously Prism dominates all of them. In basketball. Again, it does in not basketball. do that in football. And yes. the other thing for me is I don't I don't think optic cards are that great looking. I'm not a fan of optic. I don't think it's that good of a. It sells and it's valuable, no question. I think select is way better looking than optic or prism. So, okay. right, hit a couple more questions quick and we'll be done. All right, I like that. Um, that's interesting. Mark John Sanchez from he's a Facebook. Nashville guy and from oh, Nashville, really? he's a Nashville guy. Hey, Marky, um, also the ex quarterback of the Jets. That's not true. At what price? Do the lower grade Jordan Fleer rookies become a straight cash homie vault edition play? Yeah, Jordan stuff is still. And here's the other problem. We have more PSA 10 rookies. We had a couple last week go off at the same time. There's more going off in another week or two. I honestly think they're still kind of flooding the market with these things. You got to give it some time. But the big auction houses don't. I mean, they certainly don't care about that. So, yeah, you know, PSA 4s, PSA 5s, PSA 6s are starting to become very attainable for people. Um, soon, Mark, if the trend continues, I just wonder how much do they drop anywhere from here going forward, or do they also hit the real bump when we start to see, like we said, playoff basketball pick up, uh, and then the, like the Hall of Fame induction, does that just kind of vault all basketball back to where it was? But if PSA fives, I, I don't really go lower than a five with the Jordan. If those keep dropping, if those get back in the $2,500 to $3,000 range, you know, okay. I, don't, I actually don't even know where they are right now, but at 2500 bucks, I'd be all in on them again. Okay. I'd be curious. Um, I want you to, well, I, I'm pulling up eBay. You I do that. Do. Give me the I, next question. I'm super excited right. for this next one. All right. We can probably do this as the last question because I didn't have a lot of questions today anyway. That's fine. Um, the Facebook brings us Donovan Barnes. Donovan asks, you're going to be broke the next three years because you're in grad school, but you have money to invest right now. What players do you invest in now to help yourself over the next three years? So I think that question is more of like a, hey, what's low? What, but what will eventually be high again? Um, what, sure. do, what do you foresee? 
Real quick, just to answer the last question. PSA fives are still doing forty four to five thousand. Again, if those came ever came down to three grand again, twenty five hundred to three grand, I'm all in. But okay. Over the next three years, you're going to be broke. You have money to spend now. Who you, like so long term holds him? We're talking long term. Yep. Does he have an amount there as well? Like how much money mm. he has to spend, or no? I mean, he's a college boy, so obviously it's a lot. So then let's just go generic when when we're talking about players. We talk about vault guys, I think are great buys. Um, so nothing special here, right? And at current pricing right now, I think mm-hmm. LeBron, Kobe, Jordan, the Bird rookie, I think those are great buys right now because they're low. Uh, okay. And I don't see those tanking anytime in the future. Brady, I don't think the NFL market is nowhere near as volatile as basketball anyways. I don't think you're ever going to see Brady just completely tank. Um, so Brady, I think, is another guy I would buy now and just, hey, in 10 years, cool. It, mm. it is what it is. You know, even someone like Mahomes, though, if Mahomes ever were to have a couple bad years in a row, I don't think he will, or get an, a gruesome injury where his career's over. Same with Tatis. They've shown great promise. And obviously, Mahomes is way next level than Tatis because he's already won. Mm-hmm. But those are guys, like if Mahomes never played again right now, what's his long-term value? He had three great years, I, you know. So if you're going to do it like that, I would go. The card we showed earlier, a Jim Brown rookie right now, I think is a great buy. Legacy cemented. Pricing has kind of tailored off. Still living. You'll mm-hmm. see bumps there. So there's a number of guys in that department. Mike Trout, because in three years from now, I guarantee Mike Trout has more playoff performances than he has right now. So Trout's <laughs> a guy, even though he's high, I would buy Trout now if I was going to go long-term with it. Um, okay. Walter Payton's another guy I've always put on that list. Just to kind of give you some diversity. Payton as a vintage football guy, I like. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar rookies, I think are, I still think, we've talked about this since we started, crazy undervalued. Bill and, Russell. In, in this situation, if if these are too pricey for some guys, would you just recommend just go into a lower grade then? Like, stay with same yeah. similar card, so, lower so grade? So Brady, you can't afford, again, round numbers. A PSA 10 Bowman Chrome's 10 grand. You can't afford that. What's a PSA 7 doing? Mm-hmm. Fifteen hundred, maybe ish. Again, I'm going off the top of my head, but yeah, I would go f- kind of like a flagship rookie, um, but I would just get a lower grade. The difference there, though, too, when you get to basketball, like a guy like Kobe, instead of having a PSA eight tops rookie, I'd rather have like a PSA seven of some card that's way less produced and maybe not even as known about. And then with some of the guys, Griffey, you know, Griffey's a guy we talk about. I love Griffey long term because his cemented legacy. He's awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, rookies are great. You start getting into the mid-90s, you go after those old-school refractors and inserts. I think those cards, because they're exclusive now, 10 years from now, they're not going to be down in value. So when it comes to a list of players, there's not a list of two or three guys. You could buy any of these guys that we're talking about that are all-time greats at their sport, um, but then you just get selective. If you can afford to go after crazy, low-numbered, high-grade stuff, great. Now's mm-hmm. the time to do it if you're going for basketball. And even vintage football, I wouldn't necessarily do that with Trout right now. I think you wait till the offseason. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Long-winded answer. So on Thursday's show, or I say Thursday, we're recording Thursday, we got Scott from Starstock coming on. He's going to kind of explain that platform. Again, I don't love all the tech stuff and all the different sites. Starstock, I've started to look into a little bit. I don't hate it as much as I don't like the other ones. So that's a compliment. <laughs> that's a compliment. Uh, we got some cool CEO. guests coming up next week and the week after. So, um, cool. Yeah, should be good. Uh, again, Sports Cards Nonsense brought to you by the Ringer Podcast Network, powered by Spotify. You can get it at Spotify or anywhere else you get your 
um, podcast app. Make sure you check out the Facebook group. We always try to direct attention there because it's the best forum for stuff, especially questions. That's almost always where we take our Facebook questions, excuse me, our mailbag questions from Facebook. Sports Cards Nonsense is the name. We're on Twitter, Instagram, sportscardsnonsense.com as well. We've got card services. Um, by the way, I'm going to send you a graphic later. PC Sports, they're one of our main consigners at this point. They mm-hmm. are huge. They're doing a massive sale at the end of April. They're making a real push. They're already top 10 overall in sports cards on eBay, and I think they're top five in slabbed cards. They're doing like this million-dollar push for like the last week of April. So we're going to put post oh, wow. details about that. I may see if you can get that on the website too, but I want to post that in the Facebook group. If you're looking to sell your stuff, there were two Facebook questions as well for Mailbag about, hey – you know, fees and tax on eBay and this other stuff. They ask me all the time, and here's the same answer. I use guys like Josh and just consigners to do it. Five Star as well. Matt Sellers is on there. I just consign my stuff so I don't have to worry about it. So I don't have any specifics about eBay. I don't don't sell them. I just let them do it for me. So you can check it on sportscardsnonsense.com. We will be back on Friday. Friday. Have a good day, sir. Friday. I don't know. And you have a good day as well. I'd like to get the. We'll have the stats for Friday's show as well. How many essentials? How many? I'll say this and how many agains. I want to know. People want the numbers. Have a good day, boys. Later. Bye.